Welcome, everybody, to the final episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast in 2021. My name is Perry, and with me this week is Eric the Whiskey Mutant Smith. It's a me! I made it to the new year. I wasn't expecting you to make it this far. You had some bumpy moments. I was in the pops for a long time, but I'm here. But you're here. It's a Chris Pratt. The listen. Oh, Holly, you're here. I'm here. The listeners are here. It's been a crazy year. We're just happy to have you guys back for one last good feeling, good time. Just good time. Hunky dory. Keep whiskey fun. Keep whiskey fun episode. It is. And uh, I ran out of steam there at the end. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, we're done. Hit the music. Um, but yeah, this is our last episode of the year. Uh, we will be back, of course, next week with uh, a new episode, um, which we're recording the same week as this one comes out. Yeah, the way so, you were saying that earlier, I was like, wait a second, has he not told me something? Is this the final this episode? This is the final episode ever. He of told this me to come back podcast. in a few days to record the next episode. What's going on? Well, jokes, so it's actually going to be a new episode, a new podcast. The Marvel podcast? <laughs> no, we're actually going to be reviewing Tupperware. Oh. Can we put bourbon in the Tupperware? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. As long as there's bourbon <laughs> you involved. Dump a, you dump there. a half a bottle of Old Taylor into it. Like you just see if it lasts for a years. pint Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> this one's green now. <laughs> I thought this was like a mini tote. Ugh. Goodness. Hey, um, I want to talk about this before we get into any of our plugs, because uh, I said I was going to do this and I wanted to follow up on it. But a good family friend of ours, Faith Low Piccolo, uh, unfortunately, earlier this year suffered from uh, a very, very traumatic incident. She woke up in the middle of one night and her apartment was on fire, and she was also on fire, and she suffered from third-degree burns. Um, she has been going through many, many surgeries since all of this happened. And recently, one of her friends uh, set up a GoFundMe for her. Uh, Faith sent me a message the other day asking if I could share the link for her GoFundMe. With everyone, and I said, I'll do you one better. I will share it through the podcast. So we uh, I wanna I wanna see how much we can help Faith out here. Mm. Um, she is an incredibly sweet, wonderful person, uh, somebody that we just have grown to love very dearly in our family. Um, and it, it's it's a very major life-changing event that uh, she will never fully recover from. I'm sure, uh, but there are ways to, of course, make her more comfortable and uh, give her better quality of life. And uh, burn, burn victims are, they go very uh, undiscussed, I feel like, in, in our world. Um, and they go through a lot of adversity I mean, because of it. Yeah, there's, depending on the severity, it's, it's, a long, it's a long road ahead of them if they, you know. Assuming they even make it out, yeah. After after everything, yeah. So and the the suicide rate also <clears throat> for burn victims is abysmal, uh, at at best, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I'm going to share the link for that in the uh, in the description of this episode. I apologize for getting off on a on a somber note here, but oh. I I wanted Faith to know that there is a whole crew of people behind her and um, this. This family extends into, of course, my family. 
uh, because we all support each other and yep. it means a lot to uh, see each other being lifted up in, in many ways. So if you can, I know that people have been uh, dealing with a lot recently and uh, we're just coming off of the major, major fundraiser for Western Kentucky as well. But this is a little bit closer to home for us. And I just wanted to uh, see what we could do to help help Faith out. Oh, so that's great. anything you can give, uh, her GoFundMe is below in the description. And uh, she really appreciates it. I really appreciate it. Our whole family. Just it means it means a lot. She's got a cool name so. too. She's got a great name. Piccolo. Faith Low Piccolo. Piccolo? Yeah. It's awesome. It's not a bad name. I like no. that. Yeah. Also, uh, we'll try to get our spirits back up. I suppose hey, spirits. Right. Um geez, here we go. Here we go. Uh if you are new to the show, thank you so much for being here. Please go ahead and subscribe. If you are returning, hope you have been well. Hope you had a great holiday season. If you have not yet, please leave us a five-star rating and review, and you can leave a rating now in the Spotify, Spotify app. That helps us out so much, gets other people seeing that we have fans and that we're yeah. worth listening to. And then next year, you can do that whole thing where it shows all the stuff you listen to. Yeah, and we had a we actually had a really good year. We increased like 40% in subscribers awesome. on Spotify. I so, was really worried that I would just like make people just be like, ah, man, what the, who is this guy <laughs> bringing cakes into this show? Also, I, I like the thought that maybe, you know, adding 40% is like we started out with 10 subscribers <laughs> and we got four more. <laughs> so 14 whole subscribers on Spotify. Just, um, one of them is like the little Davy Corporation just seeing if... Uh, making sure that you're not... Put them on blast and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're not defaming anything yeah. that they do. Um, but... Speaking of Little Debbie, you, in the next few days, have a, a little shop I do. launching. A little whiskey, little whiskey mutant, mutant shop. shop. I've got a couple shirts coming out. Um, I plan on making the store live on the 1st. Um, so just go to my Instagram and check that out. I'll put the link in my bio, and I'll probably share it in a few places. But yeah, I, I kind of made it like... I kind of had this like little secret, not secret, but I mean, I've been talking to Perry about it too, but like, I want to just build like the whiskey mutant community or brand up a little bit more. You know, we've been talking yeah, about doing glasses yeah. and collab shirts and stuff like that. And I, you know, I just, I love doing that. And it, it kind of takes my mind along with the podcast. Like it's been one of the great things that's keeps my mind off of like work and things. Cause work yeah. is like at the worst it's ever been. Um, so it gives me something to do. Um, and I've always wanted to have like my own little brand, I guess you'd say. So I, uh, I'll be launching that. And uh, like I said, I appreciate Perry for supporting me and letting me be on the podcast and get more confident about stuff. Whis so. Whiskey Mutant eventually will kind of be a sub brand of this is my bourbon podcast as well. Like we'll kind of bring you into the right. <laughs> and we'll like, so I've been talking about this for forever, but we'll have a website where you can, Check out all of the content and, you know, be able to purchase more than just shirts and hats. Yeah. And whatever. Well, we don't have hats at the moment, but we will. We're going to have hats. We will have hats. We're, we're in talks to make hats Hats happen. are coming 2022. 
<laughs> we didn't put the month on there, so don't. We didn't. Uh, in the meantime, though, you can find uh, the official podcast merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. You can also become a big old supporter of the show, big old Patreon member at patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month. For as little as $5 a month, though, you get bonus content, which includes our fairly new series, Pours from the Floor. Pours from the Floor. We're four episodes in as, Feels of, like a thousand. as of this. It I mean, it's really like does. we've already got like nominated for like a podcasty or something like yeah, that for we, that for that episode. Yeah, that was um that was what a lot of people consider to be the best episode of anything ever. Yeah. But you got to pay for it. So. <laughs> you do. You do. Um we don't offer our best foot forward for no. free. You have to pay for it. So, uh everything else that we put out for free is garbage. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show so welcome to the podcast yeah uh we are getting back to flying blind this week yeah i'm really excited you i gave got me you a some. healthy pour for flying blind as well it's a good thing i'm staying home and working the rest of the uh, day i mean i wanted you to have a lot to drink on for a little bit i, I mean i know we're drinking more but i you know i just wanted to share my bourbon okay i always appreciate you sharing your bourbon you always say what's yours is mine mm-hmm. so What's and I know you would pour yours. yourself a healthy pour. Well, I know you. Yeah, you do. I poured what you would pour. Just just about. It smells good. It smells familiar. Think so? Yeah. It smells really good. It does. Is this caught on something? Uh, Is it caught on the table? There we go. Hey. Now I can move more freely about the cabin. He's literally walking around the studio. <laughs> I've never done a walking episode before. <laughs> I'm also testing my new stand-up routine. I'm telling you, I think we should do an adventure episode. I think we absolutely should. Could could we do that? Yeah, for sure. We could record in between like distilleries. Yeah, my pitch was me and Perry go to Bardstown for a day, and we just record throughout the day as we visit distilleries and go eat and hunt for stuff and look around. We could like even just like little bits that we do like at distilleries. We could just record on our phones. Like it doesn't have to be. Super- we got to get those little secret mics. <laughs> We we'll, be, we'll be wired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what happens when you ask for the oldest barrel at the distillery. And we're back at the car. So we've actually been banned from all of Bardstown. <laughs> oh, it smells, it smells like... Um, this reminds me of wild turkey. Does it? Yeah. It smells like... Uh, uh, like a caramel, like uh, drizzle, like on top of like a dessert or something like that. It it tastes like caramel popcorn. Mm-hmm. It does have a um, a real a kind of a sweet popcorn yeah. note on there. Oh, and it's it's really good. I like that a lot. Mm. It's it it's sweeter more than it is anything else. Yeah, but I do kind of have that like little bit of barrel char bitterness too. Which I say, like, that sounds like a bad thing, but I like that. And I think that's kind of where I'm coming from with, like, saying that it reminds me of turkey. Like, there yeah. is there is a slight bitterness that I've been picking up with turkey recently that, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed. And it's really distinct for any other distillery. So, um, I have no idea what this is, though. Um, this is, give me the D, it's Dickle. <laughs> Holy moly. This is a 12-year, 100-proof Dickel single barrel picked by Dad's Drinking Bourbon and Whiskey House Nashville. This is really good. 
barreled on uh, Halloween of 2008. Wow. Wow. Isn't this like the best dickle? It's the best dickle I've ever had. Yeah, exactly. I've never had a better dickle. No. This is going to be the dickle that I compare all other dickles to in the future. Yeah, I'm going to put this dickle up against somebody else's dickle and just like compare the crap out of just it. Just measure the two of them. I mean, it's going to be a, a dickle fight to the end. It's going to be a pouring contest between the two. Oh, I'm going to pour this dickle all over somebody. But hold on to your barrels, boys. Get ready. This this dickle's coming out in front. Oh, but this is the ghost of Cascade Hollow. Ooh. It's cool. It's got a cool sticker. It's got a headless horseman on it. Um, but yeah, I thought this was. I got this um, from uh, the Dad Drinking Bourbon um, group. They sent me this. I still paid for it. I make it sound like they just sent me stuff, but they sent it to me, but I paid for it. And they sent me uh, their 1792 foolproof pick. Oh, nice. That they did with uh, our friends at the uh, Nashville Bourbon Society. So. How come we weren't offered any of that, Adam? That's not true. I think he did offer it to did. us, and I said I wanted one, and then he never followed back. Yeah, and so, so. then I had to go to, I had to reach out to Dad Drinking Bourbon to get one. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> but this if is you're really listening. Good. Yeah, if you're listening, you old fart head. <laughs> Patreon. Pat- um, I'm gotta, okay right now. I give you enough? Yeah, I'm, See, I'm I, good right now. My second pour now equals the same level of a pour Pretty much. Pretty much. And, uh, I mean, we've got other stuff that yeah. we're going to get into during this episode. But before I do any of that, Eric, has there been anything that you might have been drinking recently that you would like to share with our listeners um, during our segment? What have you been drinking recently? During this time we talk about things we've been drinking. What you drinking? What you going to drink? Well, <laughs> Sorry, when you, are you going to Westworld? Westworld. <laughs> are, they ever going to, are we going to do that Snake Eyes review? Oh, that's next week. Oh, okay. We don't have time for it All this right. week. We're just making sure. Yeah. Um, but we've seen it. Yeah. We know it. Greatest movie ever. Yeah, best movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. But we just don't have time this week. No, next week. Um, well, we opened together... At my house, because mm-hmm. we had a little a little Christmas dinner, a little family mm-hmm. Christmas dinner, and we opened a bottle of Kentucky Owl Rye Batch Numero Uno. I was about to say Numero Uno. We are on the same wavelength today, and it is scary. <laughs> Imagine if we could do something like actually meaningful with this brain combined brain power. We would just freeze up and it, nothing would happen. But uh, you put mocks uh, in front of us and you tell us to <laughs> be weird and talk about whiskey and comics and we got you. We go in front of like the United Nations and we just, we they're just like stop. drinking bourbon the entire time. They're like, we Is thought that? you had a good idea. <laughs> uh, we do. Everybody gets a barrel of bourbon. Uh, everybody gets a monthly bourbon uh, incentive check. Um, <laughs> everybody would be happy. Everybody in the world. Everybody in the world. Yes, you, Greatest China. Greatest present ever. Yes, you, China. Um, but yeah, we, uh, oh my gosh, dude. I had not, I'd never owned Batch 1. Yeah. I'd only had it in like a flight or a bar or something like that. It's been a long time since I've had Batch 1. And it's, that is, hmm. there's a picture of me in the Facebook group. Yeah. Staring longingly at it. And it is absolutely spectacular. I mean, it's one of those bottles that you, like, in the back of your mind, you're like, wouldn't it be great if I could try that again? Yeah. And sure enough. 
I saw. I appreciate you bringing that back into my life. Someone in one of the bourbon groups I'm in, they were kind of doing one of those like, I don't know if they were making room sale or they're moving sale or something. And so I saw it and I saw that Kentucky Owl there and I was like, wait a second, what batch is that? And there was one. I was like, I'm jumping on that. So and I got a pretty good deal out of it too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is. That's what. That's probably the most special thing I've drank uh, recently. I um. Do you have another glass? Yeah. Yeah, I got one. Give me, give me your other glass. All right. A um, pour a little something extra. My brother-in-law came over for Christmas, and he's not like a big bourbon guy, but he likes he likes the science behind it. So, um, at was it Thanksgiving? No. Whichever time he came back, uh, came over the time before, he tried a couple of Russell's picks because he liked the single barrel picks because he liked to see the difference in the yep. you know the barrels. Yeah. And this time we did some Eagle Rare. So nice. We had some Eagle Rare on Christmas. A couple of picks. He got the. I got him some that were really different from each other, and so those are those are what I've actually been drinking. Yeah. Well, good little segue because this is actually a Russell's pick. That I got from uh, Old Papa Ritter for Christmas. Mm. Uh, dis- oh, it's really good, right? That—that's a Three Musketeers. Oh, it's chocolate and nougat. Ooh, that's a lot more chocolatey than normal. What? Uh, what warehouse is this? Warehouse S. 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 I don't even know if I. I've had a couple of S's before. I don't know if I've had one. I know um, I don't own one. I think we got sent samples of S a while back. Oh no, maybe no. It was F that I had never had before. Maybe I've I don't remember. F. I've had F. I don't know if I've had S. I don't fully remember whether I had either. Um, but this is almost. This is one day shy of nine years old. So chocolatey. <laughs> Dude, it's chocolate nougat, man. I uh, distilled ten twenty seven eleven, dumped ten twenty six twenty. Oh, right there. I mean, literally a day away from being nine years old. Almost Halloween bottle. Yeah, uh, bottled eleven thirty twenty. So it sat in a vat for a long time. Uh, but this is called no ifs, ands, or buts, dude. From Wine and Market twenty twenty. Oh, it's, that thing is so viscous. Yeah. It's sticking to my glass like the whole thing. Oh, that's really good. I got this from Papa Ritter, and I like Papa Ritter. I immediately cracked it. I was like, I need some more holiday cheer in my life. Papa Ritter messaged me, asked about my uh, homemade eggnog, and he wanted a sample, but I don't know if it lasts that long. Probably not. <laughs> so, Baba, I will make you some sometime, because it's the same recipe I make every year, and I'll get you some. I don't think the sample that's been sitting in the fridge since Christmas is probably good to try to get to you. You could put it in the freezer. I mean, if you have to wait, you can put one in the freezer. Not this one specifically. Yeah, this one probably smells like farts. It's been it's 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 been sitting for a while. It's yeah. been in the refrigerator. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how long eggnog lasts because it's fresh made. Like, yeah, I made it the night before Christmas, and it's almost gone. But it's really good. But this, mm, man, I cannot. That is three musketeers. They should have named yeah. this the three rus rusketeers or something like that. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, but mm. also, just in terms of like cleaning house sale, 
Let oh, me say something. Look at you when you're box something. over there. Let me say something too. There is dust on these bottles, which just goes to show. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. It just goes to show. Um, like I noticed it and I immediately started cleaning them off. I was like, that would never happen with my bottles, um, because I just love them too much. Uh, but Swan is, of course, moving next month, and he uh, needed to clean some space off of his shelf. And so he sold me at a very good price six bottles of Elijah Craig yeah, barrel proof. Six over there. Um, everything from C917 to A119 in varying levels of, well, fullness. But there's plenty in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of in there, a lot of liquid in there. I mean, it's been a long time since I've had C917. I think that is the actual oldest one I have. Patrick Starkey um, found a few bottles of C917, and I got him to get me one. So, yeah, the last bottle I got was from Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. A119 is the, or B519 is the latest one. I apologize. Either way, you got a lot of okay. Lodge Craig Barrel Proof there. But, I mean, at a I mean, I'm looking at your your floor here, and I see an empty <laughs> Lodge Craig Barrel Proof. Probably I see an almost empty over there. Yeah. I know there's at least two empty over there, so yeah. you are good to go. But, I mean, like, even my favorite Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, the C918, mm. over half a bottle of it. I still have a full bottle. Do you really? Not even open, because oh, it's man. one of my favorites, too. I love this bourbon so much. But I'll probably wind up doing like a stream with these yeah. at some point, like doing, you know, duh. <laughs> yeah, <Joe>. well. <laughs> but I did uh, last night as of recording this, we went to a little cocktail hour for one of our friends who's getting married. And uh, at the bar, they had actually a really good bourbon selection. But the only two things that I could really draw myself towards uh, that I had either not had before or hadn't had in a long time was Elijah Craig Barrel Proof A118. And the batched version of Weller Foolproof, which I have never had. Just the straight up Weller. Just the straight up not pick hmm. version of Weller yeah, Foolproof. Yeah, I haven't either. I will say blows every Weller oh, Foolproof pick I've ever had out of the of water. It, it is an incredible bourbon. And I wish that I had had it like last year when it came out for the first time, like just the batched yeah. version, because I mean, it would have destroyed. I've always wanted to know how it compared to the single barrel. Fantastically. <laughs> the closest thing I will say I've had is uh, Ernie's, uh, their latest Weller foolproof pick. And I have, you've tried it. It's really good. But it was a distillery. Like they didn't get to pick it. They just sent it to them. Oh yeah. But it's still a single barrel. Yeah. So. I would love, yeah. I, I what a dream it. that would be to not have it, <laughs> not have the chance to go pick it, and they just sort of like, you know what? We'll just send you a real good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was really good too. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't know how how it compared to. It's it's a very very good bourbon. It's a real. I'm just impressed beyond belief with it. This Russell's. Really you can't good. get over that Russell's, dude. I keep smelling it. Yeah, it just reminds me of a Three Musketeer. So I wanted this week, um, this is not our, our wrap-up for 2021 episode. This is our, what's going to, we're doing these a little backwards, I think. But I don't know, I wanted the first episode of the year to be what was the best of the year before. Uh, and I wanted, before we got into the next year, to do an episode. This is the meme with the lady with all the numbers flying oh, yeah, around like, her head. Yeah. yeah. Um, or anybody, when they're listening to you, explain how to play a game. <laughs> 
I always think in my head that this is simple, and then I start talking, and I keep trying to explain and things, yeah. and then I kind of see where everybody gets that from because I'm like, I'm really talking too much about this when it <laughs> could be simplified. So anyway. It's all good. Um, so I wanted to do this week some predictions or expectations or what we want to see happen in 2022 with bourbon. And I I think that overall, this has actually been a pretty good year, bourbon-wise. I think it kind of, I feel like in the beginning, it was kind of slow, but like towards the end, it it's, picked it, it's picked up for sure. Please excuse me, my uh, shoe <laughs> is really tight and it's making my foot cramp. There's so. bottles just slowly falling on top of Perry. He has no room to sit. <laughs> it's, an, it's an avalanche. Yeah. No, it's not. My shoe He's is like, like Scrooge McDuck in his like his gold his gold pool his <laughs> pool of money. He's like just got bottles and they're just overtaking him over there. You remember that Family Guy bit where he dives into a pool <laughs> yeah. of coins and all of his bones break? <laughs> ah, it's not liquid. Whoa. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I do think that this year kind of picked up towards the end, but. Overall, not a bad year. No, I think it's been good. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about our favorite releases, our favorite bottles next week, as we always do. I'm really excited for us to do that. I know that a few of them are not going to be surprises, but the rest of my list, I think you're going to be shocked by. How many, how many do we usually do? Top 10. Top 10. Yeah. I like to also do honorable mentions, honorable mentions. Okay. but then also like most disappointing. Oh, yeah. Because okay. there have been a, f- a fair few this year. I get that my we've... This is like a, one of those other monumental monumental episodes for me. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I got to bring my list you know, <laughs> on this one. Like, I got my BTAC episode in. Now I got to do my list. So I think I think some of my tops are maybe a little surprising. But yeah. I feel like we're going to have sim- similar lists. Too, yeah. So. I agree. So what do you think, Eric, is going to happen in 2022? in this bourbon community world thing i think all of us so one of the main things i feel like is going to happen and it's kind of already happening and i think it's going to continue i think the whole um brands going to instagram and special online releases and making like a big okay i'm talking about blue run right now okay (laughs) They legit, for all we say about them, they legit went nuts towards the end here. And they did 12 single barrels all online through their website and sale box. And people bought the hell out of them. They bought them all. And I really think that was all fueled through Instagram. Like, I feel like Blue Run is one of the most Instagrammed, bottles out there and i think that more people are going to pick up on that and i think we're going to see more stuff online and more stuff that you see like social media people instagram uh twitter even like on facebook and stuff i think you're going to see a lot more stuff happening and being announced on that yeah um from smaller brands maybe even some of the bigger brands but i feel like the social media side of things the influencer side of things the instagram side of things is going to pick up some more i think we're going to see a lot more people do special releases or special 
events and stuff through social media. Yeah, I had something kind of like that. Um, it in maybe more words than what you said. Yeah, I'm uh, not good with words, but it it's just kind of like the beginning of the end for traditional retail with bourbon. Yeah, and I think that we have kind of seen that in the in twenty one, just because. You know, distilleries are now getting to the point where they can ship directly to consumers, and you don't necessarily have to go to to stores to get what you like. And um, you know, the pandemic was a big part of that too, where you could you know get whiskey delivered to your house hey, from a big box real tip. It's retailer. a lot easier for me to pull up a website and be waiting to get a bottle than it is to figure out if my kids are going to be out of school or if yeah. they're home, and I try to get to a store across town. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and and I'm in some ways kind of excited about it just because I think that it's going to be better for bourbon consumption in general. But at the same time, like, I mean, there's still so much fun in, like, going to stores and, like, coming across, like, something. I mean, like, I never go hunting anymore. <laughs> I never have the time for it, for one. No. But, I like, just... The kind of rush of like going into a store that you don't normally go into and seeing releases that you can't believe they they even have and um, I don't know like I I know that there is this like misnomer around people going into stores and asking for like Blantons or you know well or whatever and I get that but I think that you know there is the chance more now to go in and ask for specific things and you know they might actually have them i want to ask the listener something go for it imagine this as a show imagine me and you listeners what is what would you say out of the whole united states what state or town is the most like overlooked place to get good bottles and what if, what if, what if, what if at one point me and Perry were able to like make one trip to this one town and we hunted this whole area and got as many good things as we could? What, I what place that would so that much. be? I feel like it'd be somewhere in like the Midwest, the Midwest or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Some that place, just came to my some mind. Some place in Wisconsin, I imagine. That just came, came to my mind. Like, what if we took a trip to the most uncharted spot that just always has good bottles that people just leave on the shelf i stopped by a place last week and i was not expecting it but i came across the boone county toast or excuse me the bourbon county toasted really stout yeah i kind of want to go back and see if they have more Christmas money. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I got sidetracked there. I was just imagining like, what if... Oh, that would that, be amazing. Imagine that trip. That'd be another great adventure I'm all episode. about some adventure episodes. I think we need to. That's, that's my... What I'm looking forward to in 2022 for the podcast <laughs> is adventure episodes. So be on the lookout for adventure episodes. Yeah. On, on top of like the death of normal... Not necessarily death, but like just moving away from normal retail practices... Um, it, it's, it's slightly negative and I don't mean for it to be entirely, but I think that we're going to see distilleries clamping down more on these like groups who are trying to, you know, 
do specific things with their bottles and you know i know that we've already kind of talked about like you think it's going to spread more to to the more distilleries yeah yeah i do and i i hate to like think so negatively about that but there is no way that like i mean when we were at wilderness trail picking our bottle picking our barrel excuse me um we were told that they had just gotten visited by the ttb and we're like oh snap yeah yeah <laughs> like i mean maybe it's gonna be like a higher power that starts saying things like hey don't do this yeah <laughs> but at the same time like I- i'm i'm kind of worried about you know there being more of that like funness yeah. getting taken out of it um i don't I, I think that everybody also, like, it was kind of fun for a little while to speculate on whether or not Buffalo Trace was going to find ways to, you know, take one bottle out of the antique collection every year until they re- recuperate five, four or five years from now. Um, I think we're just going to see Stag again. Like, I, I, I can't imagine that this is going to be a continuous thing. I can't imagine that there's going to be one left out again either. No. No, I would really like to see, this is not really a prediction, but this is just kind of like what I would, I would like to have happen. But I would like to see uh, more widespread hazmat releases. Oh, I would I love I think we're getting that. there. I think we're getting there slowly but surely. I had some of that Kings County the other night. Yeah, how were you feeling afterwards? Oh, I felt great. That was my pick me up. <laughs> I was like, I need more hazmat in my life. Pick you up and knock you down. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, Anything else? I've been talking for a while. No, um... I I almost feel like we're going to see more wild finishes. I think yeah. I think the whole Starlight and Nulu, I think it's kind of catching on. And I feel like we may see some bigger brands or not bigger brands but some more like I feel like we're we're just ready for a wilderness trail like something yeah finished yeah i think i think we're going to see finishes from uh other distilleries that we haven't normally seen it would be great to see a finished new riff product oh yeah i would be mm. but i think that i think that's kind of picked up steam the last little bit and you've you're seeing a lot more on social media and yeah. stuff like that so i wouldn't be surprised if we have more more finished stuff from people that normally don't do finished products yeah um man a knob creek finished oh Oh, what about like a Knob Creek Double Oak? Did they do one? No, they did the quarter cast. Quarter cast, that was But I'm it. talking like a full 53-gallon uh, barrel Double Oak. Oh, what about... Oh, my God. Okay, I know... <laughs> I know I know. honey finished stuff is kind of like all over the place, but... Give, give it to me. <laughs> Inject it right into my veins. <laughs> if, you, if they did it the right way and you legit got a little bit of that honey with Knob Creek... Honey and peanut butter. I mean, honey and peanut butter sandwich is amazing. Imagine a honey finished Knob Creek pick. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> I mean, my my Sounds blood sugar fantastic. just shot up immediately thinking about. That. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. That falls for me under the category of things that you want to see happen but are never going to happen. Right. Like, I would like to see, you know, just for the heck of it, Wild Turkey do one different bourbon mash bill just just out of curiosity could you imagine no i can't i can't 
but it would be so cool be so to cool. have that just fall into our laps like a like a weeded bourbon for oh <laughs> wild turkey. Like we've secretly been doing this for the last 12 years. Here's a 12-year weeded product yeah, yeah. from wild turkey. We finally get word from Perry Russell that something's He's like, going on behind the scenes. Guys, I finally got that barrel out. That's one barrel. Yeah, <laughs> one, one single barrel, and it's been aging for like 20 years. And it's all for you guys, because you put my story out there. We love you, Perry we Russell. We love you, Perry Russell. You're our favorite. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo you on my lower back. If I would. If Wild Turkey put out a high-aged weeded bourbon, <laughs> I would get a lower back tattoo of Wild Turkey for them. I would do it. If they made Dave, it right Dave now. Jennings, go talk to Jimmy Russell right now. <laughs> if they made it right now and said, we're going to let this age for so long, I would get it now. I'll get that tattoo right now. I call. I call. I got three or four people that would give me a tattoo of that right now. No regrets. <laughs> I'd put that on the barrel. I'd get a full wild. I'd get a full turkey right on my lower back. I'm trying to think if I was thinking of this stuff on the way over here. Um, I'm always looking forward to all the LEs. The, the you know what we get to try. Yeah, I, that's something that I've also like negatively was thinking about, but the expansion of le's but it being worse quality whiskey uh, true. for higher price yeah. um i i i think that we kind of started dipping our toe into that this year yeah but i really think that next year we're going to start seeing some absolute crap on the market what i think is going to continue to be good maker's mark yeah, I think Maker's Mark is going to continue to be the shining distillery. As much as we said this. the the FEAO XYZ 1 and 2 <laughs> were okay on their own, but amazing together, they're still great. And yeah. the thing about those Maker's Mark limited releases, you can get them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's probably like one or two places right now that I can think of that still... that still have some of that yeah. left. And I love that you can actually guarantee that you could get yourself a bottle of that, at least here. Like, yeah, there's some stuff that we haven't seen or didn't get at all that we normally did. Uh, but I think Maker's Mark, if they continue that DNA stuff, if they put me out a limited 125 proof <laughs> Maker's Mark, I... <laughs> Bourbon of the year right there, I'm telling you. So I think the question that we also have to ask ourselves is one that we have been asking ourselves over the past few years. And we will continue to kind of ask ourselves this as time grows closer and closer to it happening. Is 2022 the year that the bourbon bubble bursts? I, I honestly, I think it's... I think it's too big right now. It's not going to... It's not slowing down any. I, yeah, I don't think... like. You know, 2019, I think, was that year where it started to become very real to me that there is a capacity limit for the, the bubble, but we are so far from it right now. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that comes from consumers evolving with the market mm -hmm. and not growing complacent with, you know, how things used to be. And it's something that I think we've talked about fairly recently as well, that in 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 some ways, we do kind of have to adjust to what's happening with particular bottles. Yeah, 
unfortunately, of course, you know, you can't get certain things right now. Places like, you know, Wild Turkey who are dealing with a glass shortage, which is beyond their control, of course. Uh, it, it's something that, of course, we want to see be overcome. Because, I mean, rare, rare breed's not going away forever. It's just the fact that you can't get it anywhere because they don't have the vessels to put it in. You know what, what I mean? What, okay. I got a question. Okay. Right off the, hit, right off the top of my head. Yeah. What? Think of bottles, like, across the board. What would what would just, if you walked in to a liquor store and you saw a rare breed, but it was in a different bottle, same kind of packaging, you know, label, but the label was made to fit that bottle. And it was in that bottle because that's all that wild turkey could get. What what bottle would just pop you? Like, would you be like, this is the best looking rare breed I've ever seen? Best looking or funniest? Both. Okay. Funniest or best looking? Like, this is legit. Like, rare breed should put this in this bottle. I think that uh, just, just from a, like, classy looking perspective um if they went the same route that total wine did with black ridge and how it's like the exact same bottle as the van winkle line <laughs> it would be so funny to see that but also it would be like super high class right right, right, right. it would look awesome funny wise though elijah craig <laughs> i think if they just if they just put out the exact same bottle shape as elijah craig and it was rare breed. I would lose my mind. It would be one of the funniest things I had ever seen in my entire life to walk in. And it's like, hold on. <laughs> who did? Who had a mess up in the... You know what would be extra funny, though? Is if uh, the, the two glass distributors got their wires crossed and they actually sent Wild Turkey... The Elijah Craig bottles oh. and Heaven Hill, the rare breed bottles. And the rare breed still had the Elijah Craig on the cork. On yeah, the top exactly. Of the cork. Yeah. That would be funny. That would be hysterical. But the, uh, Elijah Craig was the first thing that came to mind when you said that. It would be also really funny to see it in like a Jack bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, this is all we could do. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. Yeah, it would look it would look nice like in like a, a tall, like the wine like style bottles and stuff like that. Yeah, like that. that. Kind of deal? Yeah. What is that? It's Dusty Beam. Oh. It's from a decanter. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. 100, no, 100 month old, 80 proof. Oh, I like that they put the picture of the decanter on there. Yeah, that, this is actually from Travis Gens. Of course it is. He has like every Dusty Beam decanter ever. He does. And Eagle Rare and all that this stuff. This is a really good Dusty. If you want to try some, I might try some. Okay. You don't have to right this second. We got that review to do. I'll wait. We do. That's true. Um, but that's a good idea, Travis. Put the picture on there. I like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. I got a, I got a sidetrack there for a second, <laughs> thinking about Rare Breed in a different bottle. Do you have any resolutions? Resolutions. For 2022. Bourbon, I, bourbon-wise. It doesn't have to be whether or not you're going to, you know. Eat, eat less muffins. Right. Less snacks or more snacks or whatever. D- 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 get, get rid of the muffin I have, button. I honestly think I have a cavity right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dentist appointment coming up. I've had a tooth that's been killing me. Um, resolutions, as far as bourbon goes or whiskey, you know, I want to continue to keep it fun. I want to try not to get frustrated if I don't get something or if we don't. I, 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 I feel like I complain a I complain too much about not our area not getting stuff when yeah when legitimately I'm getting bottles from friends in yeah. different states. I you know, we can easily get samples from people like 
So I want to try not to complain so much about not getting something here. Um, you know, and other than that, maybe maybe try some more stuff. I know I always say I want to try to spend less. That never happens. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm I always ma- spend more. Yeah. I always find something else I like and I end up spending more. Um, you know, I think try more and not complain as much. Uh, I think those are going to be my, you know, venture out to some different things that come around and try not to complain that I don't get something or I'm not, I don't have access to because like I said, once I entered this podcast world and people started getting on my Instagram, like I can get snacks and I can get samples from almost anywhere now. So I shouldn't complain about not getting to buy a bottle. So, uh, speaking of the podcast, um, we were talking about this last night in our group chat, but I need to remind myself that not everything has to be content. <laughs> and I think I like, it didn't really sink in until we started talking about it, that if I get sent samples, if we get sent samples, we don't have to put all of them into like episodes or streams or whatever, just because there's only so many, I mean, 52 episodes a year, 52 live streams, pretty much like it's, it's tough. I can't really, you know, fit all of it into that, especially when there are like topical things that come up that we need to discuss and, and whatever. Just, um, I think if you, if somebody specifically sent a sample, that's like, we just, it's something that you all need to review and that's one thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but you just send a bunch of samples. Like it's people send you boxes of samples. I know. And I feel so bad because I never get around to trying all of them because I keep thinking I've got to put this in an episode or I've got to talk about this on a live stream. But I think that they put that many in there because they genuinely care about you. And they're like, I want him to enjoy and, this. And I, and again, I feel so bad. This is what we were talking about on the pregame. Cause chats. you're like, like back and forth. You're like, ah, I feel bad about getting this stuff. And then like, do I drink it now? Do I drink it on my own? On my own? Do I, do I wait to yeah. talk about it? Like, and like, and also, I mean, like this box right here, the Nashville barrel company box is full of samples from Adam Terry that he said specifically, I want you to share with small when he first sent it to me, or when he first gave it to me. And like, I haven't seen Swan enough <laughs> to where I could do that. But here I am, many, many months later, almost probably a year at this point, um, and I haven't gone through more than like one set of samples. It was the bourbon set. Yeah. So like, I just gotta, I've gotta hunker down and I've gotta be like smart about stuff and just go, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to make something out of everything. Right. So. Uh, and, and, you know, part of that, too, was, like, forever ago, I thought, when it, well, when the, the website gets live, we'll have, a, like, a blog aspect of it, too, which I think is still doable, yeah. you know? I mean, I can write about stuff like that I've had to drink. samples, and then you just do a little review about it. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just can't, I have to be real with myself, and I can't put everything on episodes or streams or YouTube videos or Whatever. What if we recorded for 24 hours straight and we just went through everything? Would we survive? I don't think I would have a wife. <laughs> I, I think we would be divorced. We would live together. We yeah, would. we would just live in an apartment in downtown Lexington <laughs> together. 
<laughs> just but, surrounded by a sample bottle. But like, like it would go on for like a year and a half, and then we'd snap out of it and we'd go, <laughs> "What? What are we doing? <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife." <laughs> the longest one episode ever. It's the longest bent bender of all time. <laughs> Oh, but no, I think I think that's a good thing to think about is, yeah. you, know, you know, people send you stuff because they just appreciate what you do and they want you to enjoy it. And I so. never want anybody to think that I don't appreciate them sending us samples. It's just, I get really anxious, okay? I'm an anxious guy, in case you haven't known from listening to this podcast. If you're new, hi. Hi. I'm Perry. That's Eric. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm the other guy. I'm the low voice guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, that got me good. Anything else? Um, I feel like there's something else, but I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Um, I'm kind of like every year. I'm just I'm anxious to see what like some of the younger distilleries do with their yeah. older products. You know, I'm I'm anxious to see if we see a seven year Wilderness Trail LE. I'm sure we will. What's new riff got to do, you know, this year? Um, and then other than that, you know, I, I can't really think of anything. I'm always anxious to see what the next Masters Keep's going to be. You know, those year, those year, yearly releases and all that. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Um, it'd be cool to see a couple of age statements come back, mm-hmm. even just as like a limited release, like an eight-year-old turkey. You know, that would be cool. I'd love to see an eight-year-old 101 pop back into the mix i'd love to see one right in front of me right now i wouldn't mind it (laughs) sucks on anyway if you have any you know predictions resolutions thoughts feelings about what's going to happen in 2022 please drop us a line 859-428-8253 for our barrel ring segment uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. You can also send us questions or comments to our social handles at my bourbon pod or ask whis- at whiskey mutant. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we always love hearing from our listeners. Uh, and if you want to send me samples that I never get around to, <laughs> <laughs> send snacks. You can send snacks send and snacks samples. too. Yeah. We are going to get around to this sample though. Oh, I'm excited about this. Which. I, I, came out of nowhere. I guess I'm going to be very candid about this because it, I'm I'm honest to a fault at many times. But I got this notification early last week that we were getting a UPS shipment from all the way up in New York, and I was like, "Who the heck is sending us?" I was like, "Maybe it's another thing from Widow Jane." Yeah, you know, just who knows? Who's to say? Maybe it's a barrel product coming all the way from New York. They had to ship us a different Maybe one. Maybe it's Kings County saying, here's some more hazmat. Maybe you would you. like, yeah, exactly. We we selected this bi- uh, barrel just for you, and we wanted to send you. 175 proof. It's not even legally bourbon, <laughs> and we're not legally allowed to ship it to you. So we're going to test it on you guys. So we want to see if you guys can survive. Um, congratulations, you guinea pigs. But no, um, this is from Old Elk. They're from New York? I don't know. I thought they were from out. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you where we got the package from. And it said it was like five pounds. And I was like, oh, that's, a, that's like a whole bottle. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically we got a whole bottle, but it's 50 milliliters. Um, I'm not complaining, by the way. I was just amazed at all that we got this Old Elk Infinity Blend. And it's in a uh, cool box. From them. And you got a glass. Yeah. Well, I didn't just get a glass. Uh, they also sent this little Glencairn pipette. Um, 
which is incredible. I mean, it's just for adding like water, but it's even got like a mini Glencairn yeah, like etched um, onto the so top, cool. which not etched like hand Molded blown. Yeah. yeah, it's an incredible little piece that we got. But I, like it. I just wasn't expecting any of it. Yeah. And and the thing that like topped it all off was I opened the box and there's like a sheet of paper in it, and it says. Thanks for all of your continued support this year. This is literally the first time I've ever had Old Elk. They and went the all only out. time that I've ever talked about it on the podcast. So, first of all, thanks, Old Elk. Hey. <laughs> Second of all, we'll continue to support you guys yes. into the coming year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. It, it cracked me up quite a bit that we, we got that kind of a message from That's it. Awesome, but. Though. Uh, so this is their Infinity Blend. This is a big boy bottle. Yeah, this is their new like limited release that they're. This is the first of their limited releases uh, from Old Elk at all. Fifty-seven point four percent, which I think that's right. Point four five. Oh, I'm I'm way screwed on that. I gotta break out the calculator. This is a nice little sample bottle it too. It is. And this is like what a hundred and. $50 bottle? $160? Ooh, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, it's 114.9 proof. Let's check it out, though. You got enough? You want me to finish this? No, you're good. you can absolutely finish All right. it. Uh, first price I saw was $160. And do we know any details on this thing? Yes. Okay. So it is a... Colorado. They're from Colorado by the way. Why <laughs> come from? I guess that's their distribution center. Anyway, gotcha. so the sheet of information that we got says, we're thrilled to announce our first annual limited release of Old Elk Infinity Blend. This year, Greg Metzi, who's their uh, master distiller, blended up a very special combination of our high malt bourbon, along with two 11-year-old and 12-year-old Kentucky bourbons. Um, I'm not, as other than the... Uh, The high malt, um, I don't know what the mash bill is on the other two, uh, but I'm I'm really excited for you to try this because I had a little sip of it when it came in the mail it on uh, really good Christmas Eve. It's a Christmas Eve Eve. Miracle. It was Christmas Eve Eve. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Ooh, I get that malt right off. The oh bat. yeah, for sure. For That's sure. Whoppers right there. Whoppers and um, almost like grapes, like it's like malty and then kind of like purple, like yeah. fruit. It smells really good. There's a little like baking spice on the nose too that I'm kind of trying Going to dig to into. Yeah. A little bit of honey, but I think that oakiness is kind of. Do we did you say the age? I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, the only two age states that we know are 11 and 12-year-olds, okay. but it also said a that high malt bourbon. Yeah. So could be four years old, could be sure. six, could be... Who knows? It smells two. good. Oh, it smells great. Oh, that's different. The age definitely shows. It's got... It's definitely got kind of that kind of barrel... Almost that sweet oak, yeah, on, on the end of it. Mm-hmm. But up front, it's 
it's it's very malty up front. Malty. It's very whopper yeah. heavy up front. Definitely chocolate malty right up front, and then you get kind of that kind of oak and that sweet grape deal on the finish. There's almost like a caramel latte feel to it. I was gonna say I got some coffee. Yeah, it's a little bit coffee heavy on there too. I like it. I, like I, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I think that for a limited release, I think it's everything it should be. I think, once again, I get really picky when it comes to the limited stuff. I think it could be a little thicker. Could be. It could be a little cheaper as well. But, I mean, yeah. for a limited release, I mean, about $150 is not I horrible. mean, that's what we're getting used to. Yeah. 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 I would have liked it just a little bit more viscous, I guess you'd say. Yeah, I will say that the finish is quite nice, though. Um, I I do think the flavors kind of linger, especially like on the roof of your palate, roof of your mouth, for a while. And that's kind of bringing forth a little bit more of the the earthiness. I'm kind of getting like, weirdly enough, oh, this is a weird one for me. Come on, bring it to me. I'm almost getting like like root vegetables. Okay. Like a radish? Kinda. Somewhere it, it's in the root vegetable okay. family. You know, you know how I think colors and stuff like that. I, I'm thinking orange. And I was thinking some kind of like purple orange something. And when you said that, I immediately thought of a radish. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I like that. It's a little different. I mean, I don't think that this is going to be a straight-up crowd-pleaser. I think you've got to be open-minded about it. Oh, for sure. And I think that you also have to have the the awareness that this is not going to be your standard bourbon right. release. Um, oh, I get that. I get that radish. <laughs> now. God. Isn't that weird? That is weird. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's it's good I, I like it, it. it adds a a depth and complexity to it that i mean it's not just like oh it's oat caramel and chocolate yeah. and vanilla like freaking radish like no joke this has got radish in it <laughs> i love that that's what i hope that's what, that's another prediction for 2022 i hope i get more weird whiskey <laughs> i want some weird notes coming out we've got some weird stuff floating around here that will some weirdness we, that we can't make content with but it's we gotta try at the very least but yeah dude i like this i wish it was a little cheaper but the nose the nose that it's opening up a little bit more is starting to get more of that like rick house feel to it I mean the the age of it, and I think that the overall oaky complexity of it is absolutely present. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially on the nose. Root vegetable. I can't believe I pulled that one out, dude. And when you said that, I was I immediately pictured a radish. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I like this. Nose palette finished price. Let's do it. Nose. I like that it's kind of ever-changing. Um, there might be a slight little bitterness on it that I'm not particularly fond of. Like, it's just a little bit left of center. Not horrible, but, I mean, it it, it doesn't... It I'm noticing it. It's taking away a little bit from the nose. I'm going to give it a 3. Okay. I was going to say a 3.5. Yeah. 
because only because that really kind of awkward weirdness that you get that you were talking about like i'll kind of like that yeah i think this would actually here we go old throwback for timbit uh would function really well as a candle (laughs) it smells great i mean it, it kind of is a good way to like dissipate some some smells across the room if ever such a thing were to exist. <laughs> Infinity candle. Infinity candle. Palette, I think, is one of the more unique things I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite, but still really enjoyable. 3.5? I'm going to say a 3. I think yeah. I like the nose a little bit more. I can't deny the weirdness of that radish. Yeah. So if if we had a weirdness category, you'd be up in the fours mm-hmm. right now. But I'd say a three. I think finish is the only thing that really drops off, where it kind of gets a little earthy, dirty. Like it feels kind of soily, yeah, almost. Um, and a lot of the bitterness kind of starts to peek through as well once it gets to the finish. It's pretty present though in terms of like you know how how long you're holding on to to flavors i don't think that's doing enough work though to overcome how it actually tastes on the finish uh unfortunately i'm gonna give it a two um i was leaning on the 2.5 area yeah i think we're not too far off from each other but it's got a finish i'm not saying it lacks it but it's not the finish that I genuinely want, yeah. like you said, it's got a little bit of bitterness there. It, it and and the longer that the finish kind of goes on, it turns into this like bitter grape, almost. True, it's almost too grape. Like I like the grape. I'm, you know, the yeah. cotton candy, the purple, all that. But at some point, it gets kind of sour. Yeah, um, it's it is sour. And I wish that it was a little thicker. Like I think that the feel of this would bump this up a few more points for me if it was just a little bit thicker. Yeah. It looks good in the glass, but once you take a drink of it, like it kind of falls off. So all that considered, price at 150, um, kind of averaging there. Um with with what we see normal limited products at right now. I mean, this is a really unique one to have around. I would probably say a 3. Yeah, I think I'm in the same camp. Um, it's enough to make me kind of consider if I do see it, like I would maybe it's not, pick it up. It's, it's not so far out of the ballpark that you just look it over. Yeah, and I do think that it's also something good to have in your collection so that other people can try it and right. see some different side of <laughs> what a, a bourbon producer can be like. And it's got older product in it. It does. And it's not a four-year single barrel that's the same price. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a three on the I'll price. S- I'll stick with a three as well. So I think that puts me at 11.5 out I'm of at a, 20. I'm at a 12. Yeah. So I know that sounds a little low. I'm not going to deny that that you know, is not the most glowing review. But I do still think that this has got a lot of merit I to it. I think it's a very honest review. And it's yeah. not... We are nothing if not honest here at the Suburban Podcast. And like we said, it's not to the point where we're totally just knocking it. Because if I saw this and I had the extra money, 
I might would go ahead and grab it just to have, to yeah. share, to be like, you ever had radish notes? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. That's no. not a bad thing at all. Not at all. You know what else isn't bad? Is when we get a barrel ring. Oh my, we got a barrel ring? We got a barrel ring this week. Um, I'm not entirely sure who this one who this one came from, but we're going to listen to it together. <laughs> Surprise barrel rings. Blind rings. I'm just going to see where the paper boy is. Hoping for some good news. <laughs> so I guess that's the problem when you put a phone number out for other people to call into. Um, <laughs> you get some less than reputable <laughs> folks. Uh, so I guess that's from Herbert the Pervert, uh, who I I'm, guess we shouldn't have mocked a few weeks back. I'm almost mad because that impression is better than mine. So, <laughs> and we thought ours were totally I mine was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting on them ten bit boys to give me the good review. <laughs> Get your ten bit asses over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you want to send in a barrel ring, uh, you could do so to 859-428-8253. We'll listen to it here live on an episode, uh, as we just did. <laughs> Eric for the first time, myself. Anyway, um, we always I, I really love barrel rings. It just, I love it, too. It makes me laugh so hard. More barrel rings in 2022. Please. Bring them. That's our resolution for bring you, the em. listener. I don't care if you're the same person every week. I mean, if you do that every week, you, you're you pretty much on the show. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you want to be the unofficial third co-host of the show. I mean, we're not going to talk to you in person, so. Yeah, just just through the, uh, yeah. the barrel ring segment. Just disguise yourself. <laughs> every week. Yeah, secret secret character. Is that Mr. T? <laughs> Who is that? Is that? It's, it's Michael Scott doing his different that, impressions during. <laughs> is that Thanos? <laughs> It does bring a smile to my face. Howdy ho! <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. What about Eric Tips and Bits? Man, I love Tips and Bits. Um, so I don't think... I don't think I talked about me finishing Harry Potter, did I? I think that you, the last time that we talked, it was either... Half Blood Prince or the first? No, it was the first Deathly Hallows because we talked one. about Dobby. Yeah, yeah. So Avenge Dobby. Womp I'm, womp. St- I'm still, I'm still on that Avenge Dobby. Um, so <laughs> I finished it. Uh, part two, Deathly Hallows. 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 Um, so uh, I just love Harry Potter now. <laughs> okay. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that we can. So one of the things that I've just, you know, wanted more and more, the more that we've done the podcast together is being able to share different things with you. And I mean, Harry Potter is just one of those things that I want to be able to share with with people. I'm already planning my trip to Universal to see Harry Potter world. Um, So happy. So... I love, I love the this second part. I love finding out about um, Professor uh, Snape. Did I say it right? Snape. Yes, Snape. I thought that was awesome. 
Like that the whole time, this whole time, no matter what you thought about him, he genuinely was trying to protect Harry. Yeah. Um, because that, I got really mad for a little while because yeah. I, I wanted to like him so much cause I did in the beginning. And then I was like, Oh, this guy. Uh, but then it came back around and I genuinely love professor snake. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that whole scene with him having shared the memory with Harry and he goes into the pensive and, um, Dumbledore's office. Yeah. I, I just, I love it so much. And it, it's so poignant and touching and and like i remember watching that that scene where he goes to the potter's house and is holding lily after yeah. voldemort's killed them and just being like yeah that was oh my that was heavy gosh. that that, that was, was heavy a, that was I, I, and it still is hard to watch but oh, yeah. like the first I was, time i saw mm. it like i was just a mess oh man yeah sorry please continue no, you're fine um i like the battle I like, I like, I think I, as much as I liked everything about it, I absolutely hated the main end. I did not like the whole older versions of them with their kids going. Oh, really? I didn't like that. I would have rather seen it end with them like rebuilding Hogwarts or something like that. I mean, the I implication is that it happened because they're sending their kids off there. I know, I know. But that whole scene, like, just the look of it, the very, like, okay, they're doing this just to because they want to make a happy ending thing. I didn't like... I felt, I felt it was too pushed on us. Like, too forced? Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, don't, I, I understood that that was going to happen. I didn't need to see it. And, like, they're kind of aged a little bit and all that. I didn't enjoy that last like five minutes. That's the only thing, only thing I didn't enjoy. I, I, over time, have gotten to the point where I dislike what Harry and Jenny named, yeah, their second kid. Like, what about Sirius? Yeah. What about Remus? Yeah. Like they're so like, and you went with <laughs> a guy who was pretty much, you know your enemy for for the whole time. seven years and then it comes out last second that he was yeah. you know there to protect you and then dumbledore who's yeah. constantly putting you in harm's way yeah. he basically um, almost murdered you over and over and over. i i can i still cannot believe that jk rowling did not make that guy's name in some capacity like serious yeah so all in all <laughs> this whole journey for me has been awesome I love Harry Potter. I can't wait to read the books. I can't wait to visit Hogwarts. But I hated that last five minutes. I think that I think that the movies did that that ending a slight bit of disservice. Um it's it's not really spoiling anything. It's twenty years old. Uh, yeah, but the so the the book ends the same way. Yeah. But, like, the last line is, and his scar hadn't hurt in 20 years. Yeah. So, I I think that as, as I, and I, I get what you're saying, but I think that in terms of, like, an ending that shows that Harry has now made the complete journey, um, and he no longer is this kind of, like, 
difficult to wrestle with angsty teenager who's constantly dealing with like this weight of the world on his shoulders and doesn't want to put other people in harm's way. Um, he's just kind of at peace. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 I don't know. I understand where you're coming from, where it's like it would have been really cool to see them rebuilding Hogwarts and you know coming through everything. Yeah, there's like a force, afterwards. a force ghost of like Dumbledore. He's watching <laughs> that would have been so and he's funny. That like, would have been so There's our funny. boy watching. <laughs> <laughs> but it it just I don't know. I've always been satisfied with that ending. I uh, it 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 has always gotten me emotional yeah. too watching it. Uh, but. I, I can understand. I can understand where you're coming through, coming from with so, that. Okay, so now that I just now this popped in my head, um, I've kind of compared this to like Naruto the whole time. Yeah, and I'm kind of on the same way I am with Naruto as when Naruto actually ended. I didn't want it to turn into Boruto because now we're seeing right. the kids and stuff. Yeah, because I wanted to see what happens when. Naruto is kind of an adult and he's doing back because there's stuff happening the whole time. Yeah. So I feel like I want to see Harry as like an adult. Maybe like he's has to like be the, you know, the um, substitute teacher one day. Well, my friend, let me introduce you to a little thing called Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. What? Which is the stage play that takes place canonically after the uh, final scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Really? Um, I have not seen it in person, but I have the book, oh. the the like script yeah. edition of it, I suppose. Um, it's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it is kind of in that same vein of like, you felt like JK Rowling was just doing everything that popped into her head and like retconning things yeah. into the, into the world. Uh, but she was doing it like stream of conscious. Um, so it, I don't hate it, but it doesn't feel like classic Harry Potter, Yeah, but it is so worth reading. It's so much fun. And apparently the stage play itself is unbelievable. That's awesome. So I've got the book upstairs. I'll let you borrow it. There are also which I think uh, oddly enough you should read before yeah. you go like back to the right, beginning. Right, no, I'd love to do that. And there's also uh, Naruto books that um, they're actual. They're not manga. They're actual books that go over different characters, uh, a story about each character, and they're kind of in that in between, like a like the kid and the adult, and between yeah. now. So I don't know. Harry Potter is my is a uh, my new Naruto. So that's all I'm going to say. Let me ask you this. Um, it, and this has kind of been a point of contention with with Harry Potter for, I mean, ever since the Deathly Hallows book came out. But um, how do you feel about the Christ imagery of Harry Potter? Like he was the savior who was killed and resurrected to yeah. overcome the great evil. You know, I didn't feel like they I. You know, I didn't think of it that way, yeah. honestly. A lot of people have said that it's really forced. And I get that. But I think if you're coming into it for the first time and you're not, you know, really thinking about it too much. I did, yeah, honestly, yeah. that's me. I didn't think about it that way. I honestly, I knew just based on everything, I, I knew that in the end, Harry was going to prevail. Yeah. 
Um, and I'd kind of heard a little bit that, you know, he didn't die and things like that. So I was kind of prepared for that, but I didn't really think, I didn't really think too much about whole, the whole resurrection and stuff like that. So where do you, what do you want? Pick one, whatever you get. I mean, I want to go with the, the oldest one, the C917, because, I mean, like I said, it's been so long since I... Do you just want to go with that? Yeah. You don't have to Listen to that cork. Oh. But, I don't know. I think I just enjoyed... I think uh, it just surprising me and me enjoying it was... Made everything even better. Yeah. And I kind of saw, like... So my youngest uh, son, Dash, he is more into it than any of the other kids. And like for Christmas, he got a robe and he got a wand oh, and he, cool. got a, he got a scarf. Like he got a whole, he said he yeah. wanted, he said he wanted to cosplay as a Hogwarts student one day. So we got him like a whole costume of it. That's cool. But kind of seeing him like enjoying it and me actually enjoying it, I think that made everything. I didn't really think too much about the, um, the thing about resurrection and the Christ and all that stuff like that. So I just enjoyed it for what it was. Now that I know everything, I may start getting really picky and nerdy about it. I think it. you're going to. I yeah. think you're going to. And um, But I also like, <laughs> I haven't even smelled it yet, but I like seeing the like freshness of it. <laughs> because, I mean, I've been so in the weeds of it for years. Yeah. I mean, I started reading Harry Potter when I was, shoot. Well, that would be like 10? somebody came Younger in here that. and they... They just watched Dragon Ball Z for the first time, and me and you have both yeah. watched it since we were kids. And we see how like excited they are, and it would immediately start making me excited about it, or you yeah. excited about it. So I can see that. So I'm just excited because I feel like this is not the end of your journey Mm-mm. with it. Um, but it's I still just... gotta watch those other movies, those Dumbledore movies. Oh, the Fantastic Beast movies. They're not that good. Should I not the first be ones, excited? the first one actually, I really enjoyed. Okay. The second one is, it's it's so poorly written. There's a scene in it. Are they books where, too, or do they just no? Make they're just so. <laughs> here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, we're going on. You can no, 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 no. It's, it's fine. No, I'll, I'll probably just leave it because this episode's coming out. You know, the day after we in record a, it in like one hour. Yeah. Um, uh, so I mean, like early two thousands, they put out two books that were supposed to be in universe for Harry Potter. It was Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which is one of their textbooks that they have to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one was Quidditch Through the Ages, and it, it was basically like you checked one of them out from the the library, and the other one you borrowed from Harry because you know it, it was his textbook right, and everything right, and it's got like stories in the, yeah. in the margins and like him and ron talking back and forth to each other and hermione cutting in every now and then saying like pay attention to yeah. everything and it's really really cool uh but it, it there's no like formal precedence for what these movies are based on necessarily other than the relationship that grindelwald had with dumbledore uh in grindelwald was the like voldemort of the 40s okay so a lot of this these movies happened during World War II, pre and post. Okay. Um, but 
it it's mm, it's tough to wrestle with because I want to like them so much, but the quality of them is so below. Like just story wise, yeah, it's just so far below. Like a TV special compared to a movie, kind of like you that. know that's a really good way to put like okay. a Christmas special. Yeah. Like the Star Wars holiday special compared to the original trilogy, <laughs> probably not that. It's bad. not that bad, but uh, it's it's not it's not great. Uh, I mean, there's one scene in the second one where a character comes up and it was like, "This is what happened in the past, and that's how I got here." And then literally the next thing that happens in that scene is another character coming around and going, no, that's not how it actually happened. I was there. And you see like the same flashback oh, no. twice okay. over the course of like seven minutes, and it's just slightly redone. Oh. It's really, really bad. Oh, and I mean, okay. I remember sitting in the theater watching it going, this is a load of bull crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> just one of those things where you feel like you, you need to watch it just because you are a fan of the whole universe, but... It, maybe it's not going to be that great. I think it's okay. I was thinking about this last night because we were watching the Harry Potter Hogwarts Tournament of Houses or whatever that have been that's been on yeah. uh, TBS and Cartoon Network. Um, and thinking about like how would I do in that kind of competition? And um, I think that there there are two things that people. This goes for bourbon as well. Um, two things that are really important to remember when discussing any type of fandom. Uh, one, you don't have to know everything about it. And it's okay if somebody else knows more about it than you do, uh, as long as they are not talking down to you about it. Uh, and B, it's okay to be critical of things that you love. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to sit down and watch the entirety of Dragon Ball Z again in the way that it was presented, you know, as, as an anime. Right, yeah. and that's because so much of the filler, I I just am like, all right, here we go. <laughs> like, I, it's just I find it boring. Next time on Dragon Ball Z, you're and like, and oh, like yeah, I would and I would rather watch either Kai or Abridged. Yeah, because I think Abridged is just a work of art in and of itself. Yeah, and Kai, I mean, I like the fact that they take out a bunch of the filler yeah. episodes and everything. It it just. I, I don't mind and like even still I would I think I might prefer going back and reading the manga instead of you know necessarily That's watching one thing I've the, never done I think uh, we should do that we could do a whole that could be one of our nerd podcasts this is my Dragon Ball Z podcast coming soon <laughs> along with this is my Marvel podcast yeah we got a lot of stuff in the uh, in the pipe um I was gonna do one more but I've talked enough I'm gonna save it for. Next week's episode. Next week. So. Friday's recording session. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if we said this up top, but uh, we're recording this on the Tuesday uh, that this episode is coming out. So literally 12 hours from now, less than. This is so good. Um, and then Friday, we are recording our next episode, which is the one that comes out the week after. Yeah. Which one was this? C-917. Oh, C-917. I like this better than when I first had it. This is like, okay, bear with me, bear with me. 
it smells dusty a little bit. This is if you say you walked into a closet full of leather jackets, but you were smelling of chocolate. <laughs> All right. I'm going to make a bold statement. <laughs> Elijah Craig Barrel Proof has not been as good as this has been in the past couple of years. Oh, this is amazing. I mean, A120 I loved. This tastes like a one-year, this is our This is our antique collection bottle. This is oh, like, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, this does not taste like a, we're going to release this three times a year. This is like. So now that I have a good collection again of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, I think it's time to finally start the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof Infinity Bottle. Oh, yeah, boy. You got, I mean, a, you got an empty one right here. Okay. There's an empty Elijah Craig Barrel Proof it. right there. I, I've, been, I've been meaning to do it forever. Oh, you and, design a cool label for it, too? Like, oh, heck that's yeah. the same as the Barrel Proof label, but it's like your Infinity thing? If. So I'll take the old small batch. Because remember, they changed it from yes. Elijah Craig small batch to, to Elijah Craig barrel, barrel Proof. Yeah. So I'll take this bottle and redesign the like label mm -hmm. there so that it says like infinity bottle or, yeah. or whatever uh uncut straight oh, uncut straight from the not barrel straight from the uh, podcast is dumb um the floor <laughs> straight from the floor pours from the floor um yeah i'll figure something out and i've got i've got some too that of the newer ones, if you don't have any left, that we could add to that too. Yeah, so. for sure. And and I mean, like, I'll even throw the single barrels mm -hmm. that we've got in yeah. there too. It'd be fun to like do all that, have it changing constantly, and like, I I mean, I don't even know what the proof would be, you know. But like, check on the proof every now and then, just see what's up. That would be awesome. But I like it. We'll I like do that it a lot. I haven't done any tips or bits yet. Do what? <clears throat> I haven't done any tips or bits yet. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. just been talking. Oh, we've just been talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? I don't know. Should we just leave it for this week? Because, I mean, I mean you, I were, you were a great Hogwarts teacher for me. <laughs> and you just summed it all up. And Gee, you, thanks. you made me figure out where I'm going to go next. So, well... Let's just leave it at that. All right. I'll I'll have a banger of one for, for next week's hey, episode. We're going to go all out next time. We are going to go all out. But in the meantime, there are so many places that you can go all out on to support the show. Eric, where are some of those places? If you want to get your magical powers and follow us throughout the universe or the multiverse or wherever, you can follow us at MyBourbonPod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you can follow me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, TikTok. Oh, my bourbon pod on TikTok as well. Um, oh, I've got a really good TikTok idea I want to do with you. Okay. All right. Continue. Sorry. Where was I at? I thought All about. The... I thought of, I woke up at like six a.m. today, and I just started thinking about it for some reason. <laughs> That's that's the best way to do it because that's how my all my ideas come to me. Um, but anyway, on all the socials at my bourbon pod at Whiskey Mutant, go find us um, on YouTube. This is my bourbon podcast. YouTube Whiskey Mutant. Um, 
like Perry said before, if you want to become a Patreon, you can join for as little as a dollar a month. And for $5, you get all the uncut sh- stuff. Um, I didn't do an edit there. He actually <laughs> censored himself. Uh, if you want to send us an email or ask where to send samples to, you can do this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Um, you want to get some merch? Perry's got a lot of designs on here. We got a Whiskey Mutant shirt collab coming out soon. My bourbon shop. I'm actually right? going to start on that today. Bourbonshop.threadless.com. Leave us a barrel ring. We want more barrel rings. I want to hear your voices. 859 428 8253. And is that it? Did I say everything? Did we say YouTube? YouTube. If I didn't, this is my burn podcast on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> God. I, you think I would be getting used to this by now? You you would think. I'm kind of doing getting used to it. That's fine. We'll get there. Um, and I, if I, you want to leave us a review... You can do that. That's the last one. Yeah. That's the important one. On all your podcast platforms, and you can even do it on Spotify now. So Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a review in a while. Leave us so. a review. Come on. We want a review for the Start next the episode. new year out. Start the new year with a new episode. And oh. a review. And a review. Jesus, that didn't seem <laughs> it's, a, it's fine. It's okay. You're it's drinking a lot of Craig Barrel Proof. So mm, that does it. Really good. Next week, our best of 2021 I episode. I gotta get my list together. I'm working on it. I've got my top three. And uh, other than that, it's just kind of placing things and... I got like two. <laughs> no, I got I got a lot, but I don't know what order they're in. Well, yeah. So... We'll figure it out. We'll see it. Until then, guys, thank you all so much for listening. As always, we will see you very shortly, it feels like, since yeah. we're going to be recording again in a couple of days. But until then, I am Perry. I'm Eric. And this is my bourbon podcast. Bye bye. It's a me. Bye. <laughs>